I'm bringing my beats next time over. Be official with it. What's going on, people of the world? If you don't know what it is, you're about to know. We are back in tune with Game Point. We've been off for a minute. You, I know you hear new voices on Game Point. That's because we got some new people here in the studio. Before we had Noah sign it, unfortunately, he had to go back home and handle some things here. But we got some people, two more people on here. My very good friends, new journalism majors in the sports uh, field, and we are bringing some new stuff to the table. We got Ma Lomax in the house, make some noise. What's up, what's up? And we got Chris Viscara. Yo. So we got a lot of good basketball minds in here. So this show is and football, a little bit of football. They're going to be taking care of the football responsibilities. Ball. I'm going to chime in a little bit. We going ball. Oh, yeah. So if you like basketball and you love basketball, this is the show for you. This is Game Point. We're back into it. We're going to get right into it, y'all. We got a lot of things going on. We're coming up on an all-star break. A lot of storylines approaching the trade deadline. One of the biggest moves, uh, the biggest move made so far was the head scratching Blake Griffin trade by the LA Clippers. Uh, let's start it off with Maha Lomax. What do you think of this trade? thinking that this is a similar dynamic and you have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond it's kind of even a knockoff version of that but I mean it, it, that's where Blake was traded so it's not like he had a choice in that but uh we'll see if Detroit it's going to be hard I saw an article that Chris actually sent to me that free agents aren't going to really want to come play with Blake Griffin because he's been plagued by injury and so uh Chris what do you what do you think of this deal um one thing's for sure I think it's a good gamble for Detroit because I don't see that franchise didn't seem like they were going anywhere. So I like the gamble by Detroit, but it is a big one with the injury issues that you talked about. 
I do like the move from the LA Clippers standpoint just because I did not see them going anywhere with the team that they had. So I think it was time to break it up, especially with Chris Paul leaving. Um, paying Blake Griffin $35 million, that's a big part of your salary cap. So I don't know if that was going to be something to work. So I do respect the move and being able to just kind of move on and trying to start over again. And one of the most the interesting things that I heard throughout this whole situation is Maude actually said that the L.A. is uh, in the push for LeBron James. Uh, I don't know if I really see LeBron James in a L.A. Clipper uniform uh, at any point. <laughs> I mean, credit credit to them for trying. Of course, you always want to make that push for LeBron James, but uh, if you want to tear down your whole organization for that i mean they do want to start over but if that's what they're hoping for i don't know about that but speaking of lebron james uh the biggest storyline this entire season has been the cavaliers and their struggles and the uncertainty going on right now in ohio uh you, you got the it uh situation going on with him coming in exchange for kyrie irving uh a lot of people were really uh hard on kyrie saying why do you want to believe brian when why would you ever want to leave the greatest player to ever play the game, arguably? And it's paying off for Kyrie so far, and we see that IT on the other end is struggling. And yes, that he's trying to get his feet back under him, but uh, so far it hasn't really worked out um, to the way that the Cavaliers were hoping and uh, the way that a lot of IT fans were hoping that it was going to go. So uh, there's a lot going on with that situation, a lot of uncertainty, even with Bron, if he's going to stay. Uh, we saw that. Uh, Dan Gilbert said that, well, if you commit to us long term, then we will sign Kyrie Irving. LeBron said no, uh, that Dan Gilbert and him often have uh, this weird Gross. relationship going on. That So there's a lot of things going on in Ohio right now. I want to know, first off, Ma, what do you think of that situation? Well, to tackle all of that, though, what you just said, first of all, LeBron not going nowhere. I don't think he's going nowhere. Just legacy-wise, like him jumping ship again going to a whole nother franchise i don't see that happening just because that'll tarnish everything he's built up so far and who would he even go to like houston's the only plausible place and i still don't see three ball dominant players playing together like that so i don't think houston's really a realistic option um he's got to stay in cleveland and just hope that the defensive struggles they have for one the defensive struggles for one come together and they just start playing as a better unit because that's what's struggling right now. They're not playing as a unit. IT even said they don't trust each other defensively. So whatever they need to do, you keep hearing all about these new articles every day about this, the struggles within the locker room, locker room issues, they question each other, having these player meetings once a month. Whatever that, whatever needs to be solved emotionally, physically within that team, they need to get that figured out before playoff time. I think once playoff time does come around, they'll get it together. They'll be straight. I don't see any teams in the East beating them in a seven-game series. But as of right now, they need to build towards that total goal that they have a winning championship if they even think about competing with Golden State in that finals. So you're at you're we're kind of at the point to where you think that we just need to give more time uh, to that's, them. That's right the only now? thing you, we can give them right now because I mean they're still what third in the East right now. Like they're not they're not hurting or nothing. They're not hurting. So it's not like we needed to jump ship. Oh, Cleveland's ruined or anything. I don't see Boston beating them in the second game series. I don't see Toronto beating them in the second game series. So I'm not really worried. Um, it's Braun. Braun's going to get them to the finals. But once they get there, are they going to get swept? Because that's why. That's, if they keep playing like this, they going to get swept. And it, 
that's the kind of the the attitude is definitely understandable because you never want to bet against Braun, but I feel like that's kind of the attitude that has kind of plagued them a little bit this season with them saying, oh, it's okay, we have Braun and uh, Tyron Lewis has even been on record saying we'll be okay as long as we have the best player in the world. And I hate that mindset. I do not like yeah. that at all. That He actually came out and said, like, oh, we got Braun, we'll be all right. You can't just – I think that Cleveland relies way too much on the fact that they have Braun. Like, yes, he is the greatest player of all time. I said it. He's the greatest player of all time. But you can't just bank on that every night saying, okay, we got Braun, so we're okay. Hot takes here on Game Point. <laughs> Very first show, we starting out LeBron James, the greatest player. Chopper ever. off. <laughs> Chris, what do you think about that situation? Um, It's not a pretty situation that I see in Cleveland. Um, Defensive struggles. I believe they have to make a move this trade deadline in order to have a chance, like Maude said, to compete what? with. What move could they make? I think someone like DeAndre Jordan would help out their defense tremendously, depending on what they would give up. I think one thing, the biggest thing that they have is that Brooklyn Nets draft pick. Right now, I believe Brooklyn is slotted as the sixth worst team in the league right now. That's something that, even though they could get a good young player, I don't think they're going to get a dynamic change a franchise around type of player. If they can't get top three, they need to change that. They need to so you would you should do everything possible if you're Dan Gilbert to make LeBron happy, which would mean try to trade that pick for the best player that you can get. If it's DeAndre Jordan, so be it. But I think DeAndre Jordan would help out their defense tremendously. Tristan Thompson, we've seen him kind of take a – Yeah, he has not Kardashian been – Kardashian curse. curse. The Kardashian <laughs> curse is real. Um, that's something that now they're they're trying to bring him back into the starting lineup. It did look it does look a little better. They won their last two games, even though I'm not sold on just them winning those two games that they changed everything around. But um, someone like DeAndre Jordan, I think you, they would help out their defense tremendously, especially with someone like Isaiah Thomas, which I do think he is a defensive liability. On that ends, DeAndre Jordan, someone that would clean up a lot of shots and block, protect the rim, rebound. You know, I agree with the move of DeAndre Jordan. I think that would be a power move. I think that would definitely help them in their defense uh, and even definitely uh, better them as an overall team. But at the end, at the end of the season, their end goal is to beat Golden State. And I don't know if DeAndre Jordan puts them over the edge against Golden State, especially since the way that they play is they shoot the three. So they're not really focused on getting to the rim and having their shots affected anyways because yeah. when they come off of those ball screens, he's Steph a, Curry, there was there was a game this year when I forget the exact total. He might have went off 34. I know he had at least 30, but he was coming off of screens against the L.A. Clippers, and DeAndre Jordan was the primary defender after that, and he was just pulling up from three. So it's like I don't really know if they should go ahead and move that asset going towards the future, especially with the uncertainty of Bron's future because – I can see where Mod's coming from. They they might figure it out, but it's looking like a situation where Braun really might leave. And so they have to think about their future a little bit more because you don't want to be left hanging dry again after Braun leaves and become potentially, again, a mirage of the worst team in the league. And so there is, they're going to have to figure some stuff out, and there's definitely, I think, a lot of pressure going on with them right now. I think the move, putting Tristan back at the five, is pivotal. I think 
they tried the small ball thing. Kevin Love wasn't holding down the post like they thought he would defensively. And putting a big man back in that five, let him play the let everybody play their roles that they're naturally supposed to play at. Because Kevin Love, it really is an undersized four anyway. Or not undersized, he's an undersized five, and he's naturally a four. Spread the floor at the four. He can rebound from the four, but he's not a defender at the five. So he can play that role for a limited time, but he's not going to hold down that five the way he's supposed to. And Tristan's that hustle guy, so have him on the floor more, give him more minutes. He was being terrible before with the lack of minutes he was having, averaging five rebounds a game. Like, your whole job is to be a hustle guy. You got to get out there and get more rebounds than that. You averaging five rebounds as a hustle player? Like, where's the hustle in that? But now getting more minutes, his his stats will go up, and it'll help the team, I feel. Going, I think keep going with it. I think they'll improve better, and the need for the DeAndre trade will be just won't be as necessary. Won't be it'll be a reach. All right, you are listening to Game Point here on Camp Radio. We will be back, and when we come back, we're going to talk possibly potential threats this year to Golden State if there's any real threats. Stay tuned. This is Game Point. What's going on, people? Game Point is back. If you're listening to us, you're listening on Camp Student Radio. And I told you before the break that we were going to come back talking potential threats to the Golden State Warriors, if there are any. Uh, a lot of people think that there are. Some people think that there is. A lot of people think that there isn't. Um, you know, you got the Rockets. You got the Thunder. You got... San Antonio, there is a little bit of uncertainty when that Kawhi is out. But let's not forget when Kawhi was in that they were up 23 on them uh, in Golden State. One game. So uh, it's interesting to hear what people have to say, especially people who think there aren't any threats. Seven game no threats. Series, you're not beating this super talented, uber talented, can't miss team seven in a seven game series. You're not going to beat them four times. You may get one. You make it two. You may get lucky and get three. But you're not beating them four times. You're not. Nobody in the league is beating them four times. Within a week and a half, you're going to beat the Warriors four times? No. Not going to happen. Zero mm. percent chance. Mm. Don't sleep on them Houston Rockets. That's all I'm saying. I do believe Golden State is the prohibited favorites. But if there's any team that can shoot the ball as good and maybe outshoot them in a series, just catch fire, I would say that's the Houston Rockets. You have, should have been a two-time MVP, but you know, MVP runner-up in James Harden. You have a top five point guard in Chris Paul. You have three-point shooters all around the floor. You have a great uh, rim protector in Clint Capella, runs the, running the center and holding down the paint. Um, they're also top 10 in offense and defense. So I think with Chris Paul coming there, you know, you have uh, defenders like P.J. Tucker and Tev- uh, Trevor Ariza. Those are guys that I believe they're obviously not going to shut down the Warriors, but I believe they can give them fix. They can make people like Kevin Durant work for their shot a little bit more, just make them a little bit tougher, make someone like Steph Curry work for his shot a little bit more. And I do believe in the hunger that Chris Paul has. He's been dying. I know he's been hearing it. CP0 has never reached the Western Conference Finals. I think this is one of the greatest point guards of all time, floor generals. Um, I'm just saying, this this guy, I think he's long overdue. I think I could, I would not be surprised at all if I saw something come out of Houston. And then Oklahoma City, 
I I believe they had a chance, but I think that Roberson injury is is a big one. I think that hurts him a little bit just because of the fact that Roberson was a really good defender, and even though his offensive game is not up to his defensive game, he's someone that also could give someone like Kevin Durant fix while they have if they could catch fire like we saw in the first game when they matched up, when you saw Rus- um, Russell penetrating and then kicking out to Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. You got guys like Carmelo and Paul George that can catch fire at any time in a series and give Golden State fix. When I think about how you're going to beat Golden State, you have to have the firepower and you have to have some defenders that can kind con- you know, be able to slow him down some ways. Yeah, I, I would agree with the top threat to Golden State, most probably being Houston because of the way that they do shoot the three, um, especially with James Harden, the, the way he's able to play with uh, Chris Paul. And uh, we have seen James Harden really go at the words, but I just forgot right now. That was before that man KD was there. Um, but he's going to have to show up more uh, in the playoffs. But if he's able to play the way that he plays in the regular season, uh, that I think that is the biggest thing. The, the the uncertainty with those players in the playoffs with James Harden and Chris Paul, those are two players that have at times not been themselves in the playoffs. CP3 uh, never getting to the conference finals. Uh, his injury plagued in the playoffs. James Harden, sometimes he'll disappear uh, in fourth quarters. Uh, but I think that they're a little bit different this year, especially because they're on the same team. They're able to uh, complement each other. Uh, and then you do have Clint Capella, I think, that could battle down low, especially with their center being, I, I mean, they do have JaVel McGee, but they've I think been Clint starting Capella, Jordan Bell. Started. They do have Jordan Bell. They've been starting Bell. So I think Houston, solely because of the, the two stars that they have and the way that they shoot the three, but. The only thing is that Golden State does have four of those players. So they're going to – James Harden and, and Chris Paul are going to have to play, well, pretty much every single game. KD and Steph can, can afford an off night them together. And it's Clay and Draymond play good. You never know uh, what combination is going to hit you with. So uh, I think Houston is a legitimate threat. However, uh, the Thunder, like you said, that, that Roberson injury really hurts them a lot. Uh, I don't know if Terrence Ferguson is ready for those kind of minutes. He's a rookie. He's he's shown promise, but then again, Roberson does bring a lot to the table, especially when he matches up with a guy like KD. Um, but I think that man, Russ, is definitely a problem and can give anybody fits. And the way that Paul George matches up with KD is also uh, big in my book because they match up with them the best. They may not shoot the three as good as Houston to combat their firepower, but they do match up with them the best. I want to just throw this um, suggestion out there, um, just hypothetically. We are coming down to the trade deadline. And what do you guys think if maybe someone like Oklahoma City was to make a move for someone like Tyreek Evans where he's in a situation where Memphis is not going anywhere with him. He's on an expiring contract. So Memphis is looking looking to move his deal just to get some kind of asset for him because they know he's pretty much going to leave. He's outplayed his contract, so he's going to get more money. And the bulk of their money is already with Marcus Gasol and Chandler Parsons and Mike Conley. Um, I definitely think the bench death that they would gain from getting Tyreek would be beneficial. He's played probably better than anyone expected him to play this season. So the bench death would definitely be a bonus for them. But what would they be giving up for Tyreek Evans? You know they're going to be – people know how good Tyreek is. Memphis knows how good he's been playing this year. So they're going to be asked for – you know, they want some quality out of whatever they're going to trade for Tyreek. So 
you're giving up second round draft picks. I don't think is he worth a first round draft pick just for some bench depth this season? Is that really worth it? Second but round draft picks. He does picks have an or, expiring deal, right? Like, aren't they most like they're trying to get rid of his deal? So they're trying they're to probably, get rid of. They're trying to get rid of his deal because he's an expiring contract. So. I think I think Tyreek Evans would definitely help, like Mod said, their bench, and it would really help them uh, with scoring. But I think. Yeah, I was going to say defense, but you really do have to outscore uh, Golden State. And so I think that definitely be a move. I think – I don't know if that for sure puts them over the edge, but that definitely helps Definitely not case. over the edge. Hold on. Tyreek not put him over the edge. No. no, no. <laughs> he going to give him an added boost off the bench for sure if they get him. But Improved three-point shooter. I could see him closing out the games because right now one of Oklahoma City's biggest – uh, question marks to me is who's going to end the games with He is Steven a good Adam. ISO player so he could do the ISO thing because you know OKC okay, love ISO ball <laughs> That is true That is true <laughs> I just don't see it right now I don't Terrence Ferguson I think that's too big of a stage for him I don't know if they're going to throw Patrick Patterson but I think Oklahoma City is someone that they're there to where they can compete a little bit, but they have to make a move, especially with Andre Roberson. In my opinion, Patrick Peterson needs Patrick Patterson needs to step up. They need a four. Melo's not a natural four. Like he's been playing decent at the four, but if they put him at three, PG at the one, Russell at the or PG at the two, Russell at the one, and Steven Adams on five, and they can either sign or trade for a talented four that can produce, that's what they need. Someone who can help. But if we're talking <clears throat> just the matchups against Golden State, that. Mel, you would want Melo to start the four anyway to go against Draymond, because that is that Jim is the best. The f- oh, if they're you think they're gonna keep? I don't think they're gonna keep Jordan Bell turn playoff time at the starting at the five. I think they're gonna go back to their small ball with Draymond at the five. Then that means you'll want Melo at the five. I don't think. Or Stephen Adams at the five, so Melo would still be playing four. I don't. I don't think everyone should try to conform to what Golden State is doing. Like Golden State does it really well, yes, and I know small ball is a movement of the league, but like. If you can get people in their natural positions where they are the most talented and where they are produced the most and play the best, that's what you should do. And then let teams conform to you. Don't conform to the other teams. Play your best ball and outplay other teams instead of trying to, oh, we're going to play at their level and try to play at the best at their level. Like, that's, that just doesn't. Look at what Cleveland tried to do. Cleveland tried to do the same thing, copying them, put Dre Crowder at the four and put Kevin Love at the five. And look how they play defensively. You can't always it's, conform. It's, you got to play at your best. It seemed to work pretty no, well. Right. I know it was a regular season matchup, but even in the regular season when the Thunder Blue Golden stayed out, that seemed to work the best for them. Like that's the matchup that's going to work the best. I'm, but they don't have Roberson anymore. That's the defensive. That's the defensive presence. They don't have that presence out there anymore. So now what? So you think they need to find a good four and put Melo at the three? I'm saying that's a suggestion. I don't think that's what they have to do or they need to do. Um, like Chris said, the Tyreek Evans situation could work out i think terrence ferguson i like terrence ferguson i don't know if he's yeah. going to step in and be the andre roberson defensive player i think he's a good hustle guy he has the length he has athleticism he can play defense anybody can play defense if you put your mind to it so if he wants to he can go out there and play defense not to the same level andre roberson but he can play and if he can knock down shots then they're good raymond felon's been a good backup pg they have terrence come off the bench a brain is coming off the bench if brain can knock down shots and take advantage of this situation the most of the situation they get buckets, then I think they're in a good shot. But like I said, nobody's beating Golden State. There <laughs> <laughs> to hear first. Oh, no that, threats. I, that hurts to zero threats. That hurts to have somebody on the show to Mod. just be all about Golden Gotta State. Gotta be realistic with y'all. I gotta let y'all know. 
So how many games do you think the Thunder is taking in Golden State? Um, they could probably get one or two at home, but that's. And I don't think well. I don't think Chris Paul is gonna stay healthy. So come playoff time, it's gonna be Harden against Harden Capella against Golden State. You guys are sleeping on this top five point guard of all time. I'm telling you, guys. he is top five when he's on the court. But I'm when he's not on the court, he you there's just no point. Out saying you don't think he's gonna be there. I don't. I don't trust him. I don't trust his health. He oh, he got them. He got them limber bones. Wow. Brittle. Brittle boy. Well, it looks like that is the case for the competition to go to state. Mod is staying where he's at. Nobody's beating going to state. So what do you – that is it pretty interesting to see uh, the way Boston actually played Golden State. Some people think that that was a potential finals matchup, the way that they were competing with them and the way that Cleveland p- competes with them. Oftentimes it looks like Golden State is just cruising through. And Boston looked like they were actually testing Golden State. So a lot of people are buying into the fact that the Cavs struggling right now and the Celtics really having success. Do you guys buy into that at all? Or do you think that um, when it come playoff time, they're not a threat? I trust Boston's defense. Brad Stevens is a coaching genius. So I feel like their defense and the way they played Golden State was great. Even though at one point they were down like 15, I was about to turn away from the game because, oh, here comes another. It was one of those Golden State runs where there's it's a seven-point, five-point game, seven-point game, then you look away for two seconds, it's a 15-point game. And then I was like, oh, well, here we go. And next thing you know, they just kept itching away, itching away, and then late in the game, it's close. But then Steph Curry. That fourth quarter Steph Curry had was remarkable. He just went off, finished with 40-plus, just like nothing you could do about that. Um, yeah, that's that's very good. I always like when they match up against each other, especially when you see Steph versus Kyrie. We've had some good battles over the years with those two point guards. Um, with them matching up as uh, teams, like Ahmad said, I think Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the league, if not, you know, top two, top three coach. Um, one of the things that Boston does, they do have a lot of, um, they have an even balance of defense and offense um, with how Brad Steven coaches. Uh, they have defenders in Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, Al Horford, potential defensive player of the year candidate. And then you have someone like Kyrie Irving that can get you a buck at any time, can take over a game at any point, any time. And someone like Jason Tatum, even though he's not there yet, he is showing those flashes of offensive brilliance so someone like Boston you don't want to over overlook them um, I do see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals right now but falling just a little bit short because I want to give LeBron the benefit of the doubt and I'm basically going off that because this season hasn't shown me anything why I should be confident in what Cleveland can do in the postseason but I'm just going off of past history and yeah. betting against Braun I don't think they would even get past Cleveland to yeah. even as, play Golden as State. much as I love what Boston has put together and I'm a big fan of Kyrie and the success that he's having there uh, at the end of the day it is hard to go against that man LeBron James uh, he is the best player in the world and it was said here on game point first <laughs> he might be the greatest to ever play the game so uh, I think he is probably gonna prove that again he's probably gonna prove that again this year uh, but Switching gears, we do have another Boston team doing very well, and another and crazy. another sport. Oh, I see you with the transition. Okay, <laughs> as you all know, the Super Bowl. Who do y'all got? Come on now, 
New England, <laughs> same old, same old. At this point, you got to respect uh, the dynasty. You got to. You got to. Yeah. Um, if I had to make a prediction, I'd say about 24-14. Um, I like Philly's defense. They played well throughout the year. They got a good front seven. They can get pressure on Brady, but Brady's just going to pick you apart in the end. Like It's going to come down to that fourth quarter. Brady's going to make those plays that he always makes. Gronk's going to be back, too. There's no way they're sending out Gronk for, you know, the NFL are. Concussions are nothing to the NFL. They don't care. He's going to be out there. He's going to play. And I, I think Patriots are going to win. It's not going to be that of a competitive game. I don't think it's going to be that great of a game. I'm blowing the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. We got New England back in it. Um, I kind of agree with Maude. Uh, it's going to be tough to see a team uh, knock off a dynasty that we see in New England. Um, I do want to give Philadelphia credit getting to the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. They did lose their MVP candidate, Carson Wentz. Um, as Ahmad said, they do have one of the best uh, front seven in the league. I think Nick Foles going to hold it down, represent U of A. Bear down. Nick Foles, I'll tell you this. Um, I did not see him getting past the NFC Championship game, and I believe he probably played his best game of his career. He was making throws all over the field. His completion percentage has been crazy in this playoff so far. He's played great. So I'm hoping that trends upward just so we can see a competitive Super Bowl. I do want to see it go back and forth a little bit, and I do believe um, Nick Foles is going to have to step up to the plate if Philadelphia wants any chance of winning this Super Bowl. But like I said, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Um, they're just too good. You got someone like Rob Gronkowski. They got Brandon Cooks. This is one of the best offenses that New England's ever had. Think about you know, all just they have five Super Bowls, and this is ranked the best all time. So something like that, it's going to be tough, especially with the questions that Philadelphia has a quarterback. You're going to have to score with New England with an offensive juggernaut like that. So, all right, that is all the time we have here today for Game Point. We want to thank y'all for tuning in, and we are back going strong every Tuesday from 4 to 5. We will be here. That is Leo, Leonard Moody. We got my Lomax in here and Chris Viscara. Hey. We'll be holding it down Tuesday, 4 to 5, Camp Radio. Check us out. Game Point. Peace.